Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's episode is about relationships. What's more important, love or compatibility? And recently I've seen this come up in a, within a couple people that I know and they've, they've expressed that they either have one or the other, that they're very compatible with their partner or that they, they have that love and attraction but they're not compatible. And I wanted to break this down today and also share my insights on how I believe one or the other can be generated. It's possible to generate them over the course of your relationship together. So there's a lot of practical, valuable information in this one. So please focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope everyone's having a great day today, that everyone's surviving this pandemic and being as healthy as they can and continuing to grow and evolve their lives. And touching on the pandemic a little, it's it's getting crazy again. There's all these new restrictions, the separation between vaccinated and unvaccinated people. <clears throat> and, and really, just over the course of the last couple of years, most people who are in relationships being together with their partner have probably had to face some difficult challenges being uh, within the same vicinity for so much more time than they might normally have spent before or even just people entering relationships or thinking about getting into relationships themselves. And over the course of the last couple months, I've heard one topic come up uh, a few times now. So I wanted to touch on this subject and give my perspective and opinion on it as I believe it affects a lot of people um, from either carrying on the relationship, starting a relationship, or maybe even potentially ending a relationship. And that topic is what's more important, love or compatibility? Now, it seems that at the beginning of a relationship, many people come up against this question Usually they state that they're either experiencing love, that they have that chemistry, that connection that's leading to these deep emotions of love, but they might not be compatible or vice versa. They are very compatible with one another, but they're lacking that love. They're lacking those deeper emotions. So to start things off, I just wanted to kind of give a brief overview of what these mean. So compatibility is more of do I align with this person's lifestyle, their values, their beliefs, their priorities, their likes and dislikes? Do we have similar visions or goals? Do we have the ability to communicate and collaborate on ideas? Do we have the same perception of how we view the world? And most individuals in terms of a relationship have a conscious or unconscious checklist uh, that they're looking for in a partner. And usually that checklist is, is this person compatible with me? That checklist doesn't tend to have attributes assimilated with the uh, more deeper connections of love. So on the other side, love and chemistry. Now, I want to link chemistry with love. They are not the same thing by any means, but I feel that a lot of relationships start with that initial attraction or chemistry, which then evolves into love. So I kind of want to group them together for this explanation. So 
I believe that love is the deep emotions you feel for one another, a deep desire for one another, more than just companions and friends, where there is intimacy, trust, and respect. Now, everybody's perception of love or what love means to them will be different based on their past experiences, based on their life, how they viewed love, how they viewed partnerships, what they saw in their parents. There's so many different aspects of how somebody's going to interpret what love means for them and especially love in a relationship. Now, love usually gets categorized as a general emotion. Oh, I really love this person. And we don't go deeper. We just think that that's what it is. We generalize the emotion. But I believe it's a very profound emotion that has many intricacies attached to it. And I just want to talk for myself and probably for a lot of men, we tend to find it difficult to outwardly express it because it's something we feel, but we don't know how to express it. We just expect our partner to know that we have these feelings. Oh yeah, they'll, they'll assume or they'll know that I, that I love them because I do. You know, that was me for the longest time. But to express it outwardly, you have to go there. You have to continually feel those deep feelings on a regular basis in order to outwardly act in accordance to those feelings. And this has been challenging for me over the last few years. But love is a combination of attraction and closeness emotionally and spiritually, not just physically, um, as physically just tends to be lust. So uh, yeah, I like to categorize love as those deep emotions. And uh, sometimes it's difficult to express them, but we can feel them. And uh, I want to I level up on that and say love should also be the way we express those emotions because for the longest time I was only able to feel them. I couldn't express them, but that was really um, re- retracting me from expressing the full these full emotions. So yeah, and chemistry is what I believe is the feeling of being attracted or pulled to another individual. And this could be due to many factors ranging from how attraction and bonding hormones in our bodies work, the physiology of, of all that, what's happening and behind that and the chemistry. Um, but often, not always, this tends to originate from opposites yet complementary qualities in people. And we've all heard the saying opposites attract. But why is that? Uh, And I think it could be because it's something new or we are naturally curious about the opposite sex or we're intrigued by new information or ways of doing things. Curiosity and intrigue frequently generate when we see an individual who has different attributes or qualities or viewpoints than us. That can lead to that attraction or that pull to find out more about someone. There's that attraction. There's that chemistry brewing. This could be a reason why most people feel at the start of a relationship they either have more compatibility or have that more attraction, which might lead to love. So again, it's the opposite spectrum. Opposites tend to attract because we're intrigued by those qualities or we lack them. So we feel that that almost makes up for them in somebody else. 
Whereas when we're looking for someone who's compatible with us, we're looking through for all the things that are similar to us. So that's why we tend to come up against that wall of ten, the tendency to have one or the other. When we have the attraction, the chemistry, the love, or do we have that compatibility? And for instance, with Jess and I, she was very communicative, emotionally expressive, grounded and open. And I was not at all. I was... That's the opposite. But I was very driven, adventurous, and curious about new possibilities and what life had in store for me. So we had those opposites. We, we didn't necessarily have that natural compatibility, but those opposites within us kind of led to that attraction, that curiosity to explore one another, which led to chemistry, which ended up leading us on the journey of love. Um, so the question is, do you need both? Do you need love and compatibility to make a relationship work? And in my opinion, I want to say yes, with a big caveat. And that is that these can be generated throughout the course of your relationship. This can be accomplished with the appropriate intention, desire, and proper framework, frame of reference. So you don't necessarily need both at the start, but I believe you, you will need both to have a thriving relationship. But the good news is we can generate them. And every relationship is different, especially the beginning of each relationship, how you get together, how things unfold, how your journey progresses. You know, that's going to be completely unique and individualized for every single person. And I just want to give a little bit of insight on how intention, desire, and the proper frame of reference helped me at the start of my relationship with Jess. So as many of you may know, I've shared this in different episodes before, but before getting into the relationship with Jess, I had this epiphany moment because I was always very clear on the direction of where I wanted my life to go. And at the time, I was very... I had some big goals or, or some just very solidified goals, I should say. They weren't that big, but I wanted to get a house or I wanted, I wanted to get, get my electrical ticket. Then I wanted to get a house and then I wanted to find the right girl. Those were like the main ones that were consuming my desires at the time. And I got my ticket and then I got my house. And so naturally, I just knew it was time to find the right woman. And I had this epiphany moment. I, I remember it so distinctly when I was driving and I had this clear voice in my head um, just out of nowhere, just saying, telling me that if I want that relationship, if, I, if I'm to enter this relationship where I find the one, find my partner for life, I need to do things differently than I've done them before. And that just landed and settled with me on a very profound level. And luckily, I took aligned actions to that insight that I received. And so that, that aligned me to intention. And so doing things differently than I had done before, I had to intentionally uh, make different actions and show up in different ways than I had done previously. And each action towards this new insight um, led me to taking intentional actions that were against the grain of what I would have done before. So I had to be very intentional with how I showed up. And that's a very unique circumstance with 
what happened to me, but whatever situation you're in, in your current relationship or at the start of your relationship, or just if in your desires to seek a partner, I believe that intention is going to be necessary to either generate love to, to, to go on the journey to unfold and uncover love or be very intentional to, to make your compatibilities, your lack of or your compatibilities work together. Uh, I believe there needs to be a level of desire. And I had the desire to finally make a relationship work. I had a deep desire that this is the time in my life to find the partner. So I had to challenge my viewpoints and how I thought a relationship was supposed to look or how that initially was supposed to unfold. I shifted my desire from finding a woman who checked all the boxes, who was 100% compatible with me, to a woman who would be a great life partner or to a woman who would be somebody that I needed to help help me live that necessary fulfilled life. So I had a deep desire for that. And the third point, frame of reference. And the main theme was, again, that epiphany to do things differently. And within this, I had to shift my beliefs and let go of the narrow lens that I, that I had of how I would find this woman um, that I wanted to settle down with. Because truth be told, the way things started with Jess and I was not a great romantic movie scene, you know, and, and our perception tends to get clouded because we see all these shows and movies with this amazing romance and everything's perfect. And that's just not how 98% of people's relationships unfold or how they're discovered. And we didn't have a romantic movie setting of how our relationship started. There was many things that I probably wouldn't have followed through on, but because I had this different perception and frame of reference of doing things differently, that made me follow through. That made me be curious what might be on the other side of doing things differently. And thank God I did because now Jess and I are married and I'm in an amazing relationship with an amazing partner. And I truthfully don't think that would have happened if I didn't have the proper frame of reference. So, like I said, I believe you can grow into love. I believe this because most people, including myself, did not fall in love at first sight. So if that love wasn't there right away, initially, that means that we can generate love. We can fall in love at, there's no set point, there's no target point, there's no set date where you do fall in love or don't fall in love. I think it's a cumulative you know, experience that, that unfolds, that, that makes us uh, acquire those deep emotions and those deep feelings and attractiveness and respect uh, and support for one another. And for me, love grew as time went on, as we shared our deeper inner truths, when, when we were able to be fully vulnerable, as we saw all the good as well as all the bad in each other. And you can generate love by what you choose to see in your partner, what's behind their skin, not just the attractiveness, not just, oh, they have all these things on the outside, but what's behind the skin? Can you really support and acknowledge and, and, and fall in love with that? And on the other hand, I believe you can also generate compatibility. And again, this takes a new frame of reference but what if one of the strongest levels of compatibility is the fact that there are two people wanting the relationship to work just as much as the other? 
we can always find ways why a relationship's not meant to be. And in fact, that's going to be our natural bias to seek the negative aspects of one another. We're going to want to naturally question all those negative things that we're feeling or everything that's not quite there that the other person doesn't have because that's our negativity bias. That's our natural default mode because we're looking for, you know, we're looking for all the, the reasons to, to survive is, is, is how we evolve with that mindset, but it's not serving us in this particular instance. And we're naturally going to look for all the negatives. Oh, can I really live with someone who thinks this way? Can I really do this because they show up in this way every way? All those things are, are really minuscule when we can zoom out at the grand scheme of things. And But what if we went the other way? And what if we only focused on all the positives of the relationship and build off that? At least to start with, using that proper frame of reference. Where is the good? How can I focus on the good and we can build off that and we could work through our indifferences and all the negative small things along the way. That doesn't mean that needs to stop you. If you only focus on the negative things, you're, you will surely get stopped by those. Now, this also isn't to say that you should trudge through years of misery holding on to that one positive aspect about the relationship, even though your relationship is toxic. I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to prove a point. What if you can lean that full focus on all the amazing positive things about that person, build your foundation off that, and then work through the indifferences, work through the little negative things that come up and that are surely going to be there. And there's a philosopher, a British philosopher named Alan de Bottom, who makes a statement that I resonate with. And he says, there are a lot of people who get together for the wrong reasons. Our attraction-fueled expectations tend to only focus on a desire directly for their partner. But when the desire can shift not just for them, but for the partnership as a whole, you can have the foundation for a partnership built for longevity. So what he's saying is, instead of just looking at the attraction or does this person really fire me up? Do they have everything I'm looking for? Instead of putting your focus there, if you're putting your focus on how do we as different individuals, imperfect individuals come together and build an amazing partnership and that's where the focus is, how do we make this partnership great? Not how is this person going to check all my boxes and how is this person going to fuel me up and just be amazing? you know, only having the desire for them, but shifting that desire to the partnership. That's where you can build a relationship for longevity. Simply put, if you're both willing to work on your differences and meet in the middle between your interests, beliefs, priorities, likes, and dislikes, then the most important aspect of being compatible is that you are both willing to work on it and never give up. So instead of viewing compatibility as they have everything like I am, they're just as competitive as me, they're just as good at sports as me, they're just as beautiful as me, blah, 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 blah. What if we shift the most, com the most important aspect of compatibility is the fact that you're both willing to work on it. The fact that you're both wanting a relationship so bad. The, and, and then you can build the foundations off that. If the two of you can share a life vision, that can override all the smaller differences of what uh, lacks in the compatibility department. So 
if that is your foundation, then chances are the other aspects of compatibility will meld as your relationship evolves. As you live together over the span of multiple years, you will probably naturally absorb some of the lifestyle choices or beliefs or likes or dislikes that your partner has. Remain open-minded throughout your journey and anything can happen. And you know, this I've seen, I've witnessed this happen in my relationship to from small things to big things, such as I love country music now. <laughs> I hated country music before. It, or or other ways of just living in the now, being present, you know, just really focuses on that where I'm very future orientated and I, I think about goals and creation and we meld that together and we actually find that there's a lot of benefit and and truth behind the other person's beliefs or perceptions of the world. And now we meld that because we've lived together so long and we do have that same shared vision. We want the same outcomes, but now instead of just being so rigid and having that narrow lens of how things need to be, I kind of absorb and meld the way she sees things and believes things can be accomplished and she does the same towards me. And it just naturally happens. So that shouldn't be the reason why you don't carry on or even get into a relationship. Now, I also want to touch on existing relationships as well of generating love and compatibility. Because we need to continually rejuvenate that spark. And as I mentioned, love and compatibility can be generated. And it can, just as quickly as it can be generated, it can be depleted as well. Um, that love can turn into resentment. The love of those little quirks and weird things that our partner did when we found them cute and interesting at the start of a relationship can quickly turn into trigger points and can, can rub us the wrong way really quickly. So I believe we need to continually generate compatibility and love um, over the course of our lives together. And just because you are still together in a relationship does not mean you have a successful relationship. And I'm sure we've all seen partners, couples, uh, husband and wives who are together, who are miserable together, who aren't happy together. And we may say, oh, they've been married for 30 years. They have a successful relationship, but it couldn't be farther from the truth because they haven't worked on rejuvenating that love, using the proper frame of reference, using the proper intention and desire to rejuvenate that spark, to be curious about one another, to see the imperfections of one another and not use them as trigger points, but use them as understanding one another and helping each other navigate through life. So just because you are still together does not mean you have a successful relationship. And one thing that I underestimated getting into a, into a relationship was the amount of work it takes to not just coast by and not just get by and not just coincide, and not just live together, but actually how do we ensure that our both our needs, both our desires, both our visions, both our goals, <laughs> like holy cow, if we're, if we're to do this on a continual basis, that is a lot of work. That is a lot of open communication about seeking to understand what is going on in your partner's life. What's going on internally, not just externally, not just how they present themselves externally, but hey, how are you feeling on a deep level? Are your needs met? 
Why, why are you not, why are you down this week? Why are you energized this week? There's so much that goes into it more than just, okay, we're either accomplishing goals or we're being healthy. You know, those are the, those are the external things, but there's so much more emotionally based elements to a relationship that tend to get overpassed. And when those emotional elements get bypassed, that's when that disruption and that disturbance within us exists. And we sometimes we don't fully know what it is and it comes out and we express it as anger. We express it as frustration. Meanwhile, our partner might not even know what's going on. We might not even know what's going on. So it's so important to continually have those daily practices where we can check in, go within, explore what is disturbing us, what is bothering us or what is great about our life right now. And share that with our partner. And that takes a lot of work. That takes a lot of focus. That takes a lot of energy. That takes a lot of courage to bring that up to our partner on, on, a, on a regular basis. And Sam Keen said, We come to love not by finding a perfect person, but by learning to see an imperfect person perfectly. And this is to see and understand why your partner's imperfections exist. Seek to understand rather than running away from from them for having imperfections. Rather help and support them to evolve in life without being impeded or stopped by these imperfections. You know, it's so easy just to see somebody and see those the dark side of somebody and run away because that's easy to do. And a lot of times relationships have that chemistry at the start. And we think that's that built love that that's enough to sustain a relationship. But I'm here to say that love is not enough to sustain a relationship. We do need some aspects of compatibility. And when we can see the imperfections within our partner Instead of judging them for them, if we understand why they have them and help them through that and support them with those imperfections, now we can grow together. We can understand each other on a deeper level and now we can provide that support to help them and not let them be hindered by that. And, and vice versa, we have to vulnerably show our dark sides. We have to vulnerably show our weaknesses and where we struggle, not to let our partner guess why they exist, but articulate them, express them and coincide and work together as a partnership to evolve beyond them. So that pretty much sums up. I just wanted to touch on this topic because it's come up a few times. You know, I, I've heard people, well, we were really compatible. I don't think I'd find somebody more compatible for me, but I'm just lacking that attraction or I'm lacking that love or vice versa. You know, I really have these deep emotions for this person, but we don't see eye to eye in any of our beliefs. We have the opposite likes. You know, I like things that they don't like and vice versa. But, you know, there's... There's a way around that. It just takes deep, intentional, focused action, a deep desire, and probably a different frame of reference than how you're showing up and how you view the relationship right now. So I'm just here to say, give it a try. Put in the dedicated action necessary to give it a valid effort. 
So please, if this podcast or any of my podcasts resonate with you, if you're finding any value from them, if you could please rate and review, give them a a five-star rating if it's provided any value to you in your life. Again, I put a lot of energy, time, and attention to creating this podcast, and I'm not getting any financial reimbursements from it. I'm just doing it because it's a passion of mine. I'm hoping that my message is serving and sharing my stories and my insights or providing some sort of value. And all I ask for in return is just uh, a simple review uh, or a rating. And if you're curious about myself or any of my work, please visit my website at joelmahe.ca. So that leaves us with the question, what's more important, love or compatibility? And that's really for you to explore, to uncover. But as I said before, don't let that stop you from going deeper or from exploring the relationship further if you are lacking one or the other. They can be generated over time if we use the proper frame of reference. We need to be intentional and have that desire to create an amazing relationship or to continue the relationship and involve the one that we currently have. And in doing this, you will surrender your average life. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have an amazing day.